and welcome to Children Rooted in Christ, a podcast for mothers dedicated to teaching our children more about their Savior. By listening to interviews with inspiring women, we will learn how to nurture a deep and rooted love of Christ in not only our hearts, but also the hearts of our children. I am Alexis Twitchell, and thank you for joining me on this journey toward Christ. This is Bethany, and I'm excited to be here. I am uh, a mother of, I'm a wife, first of all, I should say, <laughs> and I'm a mother to eight children, and um, and that's my primary ministry. A lot of times people ask me, my, my oldest is um, 22, and my youngest is just is five, so, and we don't have any doubles, and we don't have anything like that. So um, those are usually the questions. And I have four boys and four girls. Um, what I love more than anything, I think, is first of all, the Lord really opened my eyes to the concept of discipleship in your home. And then began to kind of layer into that as I began walking with my own kids, that the heart he has for us investing in one another as women and as moms is huge. And so really I have used my my time my life whatever um in those two roles so i um actively work and love my own little kids and then i seek to pour into other women so i do it over instagram or my podcast or wherever else but also locally so that's me i love that your priority right is those children first and then people also get a benefit from your focus yeah. on your children. Yeah. The one thing I've realized with kids is the, and the enemy will want us to believe that we're alone in this with our kids. And so when you begin to go, you're not alone. I'm right here with you. <laughs> and you begin to, you know, de, I don't know, defang and you, and you say no more. We're not doing this anymore. We're all in the same stuff. So, yeah, I love the hope that you're bringing to other moms and it's so needed. Yeah. I, I so. want to ask you who is Christ to you and kind of what experiences have you had to bring you to that knowledge? Well, Christ is my savior. First and foremost, he is the hope that I have to get up today and to do life. So it's not, my hope is not set on who I am, what I can accomplish, what I can do. My hope was determined because on my own, I cannot do anything. No matter how good of a day I have, and there are days where I have good days, right? And I'm like, okay, we kind of rocked today out. And yet, scripture's clear, but I actually know in the bottom of my soul that I don't measure up that there is sin, there is mess, there are places where I don't do well. And if that is a litmus test, then I have failed. And I know that no matter if I, for the rest of my life, I have good days, I've already done it. And when I began to understand that Christ sits right there in the middle of that, and he goes, I know, I know you fully, I love you completely. And I We'll stand in the gap for you, you know, because sin has to be answered. And we know that sin has to be answered with 
a sacrifice. And scripture says very clearly that sacrifice is you and me until Christ stood in that gap and said, no, I will stand for you. And, and in doing that, the radical change that happens for us and for me, and the reason why Christ is my hope of everything is because with that exchange, I became completely different. So while I still walk around in this earthly body messing up, and that's not really going to change. I mean, there are days where I get it better. And there are days where I understand following Christ more clearly. And I maybe have a tighter rein on my tongue or a better ability to be unselfish that, in that moment. The, re, the truth is my only hope comes from knowing that it's not here that is being measured anymore. Because see, once Christ stood in that gap, my here isn't measured. Instead, all God sees is Christ. And in that, that's my hope. I think that understanding that set me free from so many of the performance worries that I had. Yeah, especially in motherhood. Oh, and that's that truth is so beautiful. Yeah. Right. It's so there's there's no way we could do it. And like you said, I mess up every single day. What I've been kind of learning lately is that I have days where I rely on me and then I have days where I rely on Christ and those days where I rely solely on him go so much better than any other yeah. day I could ever do for myself. Yeah, completely. I love, I love your word that motherhood is so messy. Like it's just messy, but, it's but there's grace, there's grace in it. Yeah. I think when I began to understand that God doesn't ridicule or resent my messiness. And instead he welcomes it. Like it doesn't throw him off. Like he's not, he doesn't respond to us being messy and say, I cannot believe you're so messy. But instead he welcomes that space because he knows that for you and me as a mom, it's a space of refining where he is actively at work changing us. And it's a space where as we begin to understand that beauty, then it will flow out of us to our kids. And I began to go, okay, so messy is okay with you, God, right? And, and he's like, yeah, it's okay. Yes. So. Oh, I love that. And I needed that. <laughs> Be okay in who you are, you know, because he's got you covered and that plan for your life and what he's going to do with that mess is so beautiful again okay I want to go back to this idea of where you've been before and kind of where I'm at where your worth is caught up in performance and you had said something um, that instead you know your your worth is actually in your abilities to surrender to his plan my personality struggles with performance honestly if if you knew me before kids I look like I had my whole life together like I kind of rocked everything I did, you know, I mean, I had good grades and I, I don't know, I had a personality. So people liked me, I had friends and I had a good job and things were moving along. I love Jesus. There's, I'm not saying I didn't, but it was almost like Jesus was something else I did. So like I, I did this and I did this and I did this and I did Jesus, if you will. 
And uh, it was inside of motherhood that God began to capture my heart with the idea that Jesus was the center around which everything else um, rotated. And the place that he captured my heart about that was because I couldn't do it. I mean, I just couldn't do it. My first, I probably still give props for being my hardest child from the, it was almost messaging from the very beginning with God was, I do not expect you to do this. Well, perfect, good. That's not what I'm asking from you. I'm asking instead for you to get your eyes off of this task or this idea of performance or this idea of doing it right. And instead get your eyes on me because I will equip you. I will teach you. I will show you the things you need to know. And you will experience intimacy with me like you've never experienced it before. Um, learning that process of surrender has been something that the Lord over 23 years of having kids has consistently gone, okay, and we're going to do a little bit more and we're going to do a little bit more. And, and that's the other thing that I also had to learn because so then my performance becomes, well, then I should just fully surrender all the time and never not surrender and be just perfect and surrender. And that's not it either. And God, God is so faithful in that. And he's like, no, just for today, just for this moment, turn to me. That's so special. How, how present they are in our lives. Yeah. So what other instances have you had maybe like a spiritual prompting or something where Christ is present in your mothering, maybe mm -hmm. teaching you something about a child or about, you know, something they're going through? Well, I think, um, there's a scripture that I cling to. Uh, Jeremiah 33, three says, call unto me and I'll answer you. And I'll show you great and mighty things you don't know. And it is a promise that I have held to all throughout all these kids. And I have learned to cry out to Jesus and just in essence, stand in those moments because we all have those moments where we suddenly realize I do not get my kid. I don't get him. Like my last child, uh, when he was about two, um, and it was normal, like normal two-year-old behavior, except it wasn't. And, and then there was a lot of interrupted sleep and there was a lot of just, I don't know, it just, it was just odd. It was, it was like, he was emotionally kind of a wreck and it was making me, it was just like, and I just began to go, Jesus, I'm going to need to know how you see him. I'm going to need to know what you see going on in his heart that I don't see yet. I'm going to need to have insight into him that I don't have, but I desperately want. And I know you possess because see, the thing that we have to remember is he created each of our children. He knows them perfectly. He knows their heart cries. He knows what's going on in their head, what they're worrying about. He knows what they fear, what they need, their drives, all of it, right? I mean, he knows it. We, and we, we will say he's sovereign and then we almost deny him sovereignty in those moments. But if we really acknowledge the sovereignty, then 
we can call out to him and say, God, I, I'm going to need you to tell me, tell me. And it was, um, and it was a silly thing, but I really did not understand what was happening. So, so that's why this, for me, this is kind of a thing is, so one night, uh, he just, my little guy did not want to go to bed and lots of tears and he had never been somebody who didn't want to go to bed. So, um, it was really different and, uh, almost defiant and all of a sudden not wanting to go to bed. And so I was praying and it was almost as if it was just this thought that was just as clear as a bell to me in that moment is it was like, Bethany, look up in that corner. So I looked up in this corner of this room and we, he had windows in his room that looked out on the front and there were some trees in our front yard. And the way the street light would hit inside of this bedroom late at night, it made these shadows, these dancing shadows on the wall. And it was like Jesus in that moment just said, understand his perspective. He doesn't understand that that's a street light putting a shadow on his wall. To him, it seems very real, like something is in his room. And it had been like in his little two-year-old verbiage, there had been some verbiage about, I don't like my room, I'm scary. It's like he had some verbiage that was happening, but because he was two, I mean, barely two, I couldn't fully understand. So in that moment, it became very clear to me what was happening. And being able to then have conversations with him the next day and fix it, right? You can put, I mean, we put sheets up. I didn't care what went up. He didn't need to have a shadow dancing on his wall. And we didn't need to explain it was a shadow. We could just get rid of the shadow. But, you know, Jesus cares about shadows on baby's walls. Like he cares because he knows the heart of that child. Yeah. So it's just, that's just a little thing perfect experience like example of how we can rely on him and turn to him when we're struggling to understand something with our child or you know not seeing it in the clearest way that is a resource that we have yeah oh so cool so what other any advice that you'd give to moms out there that you're maybe feeling impressed to share I think that the first or the the primary thing I want a mom to understand is I think the first assault that comes at you is that you're going to mess this up and that you better do it perfectly. And I, I think it hangs over our heads. Some days we're aware of it. Some days we're not, but it, if we're not really on guard against it, it pervades everything down to like I mean, I just remember with one of my kids being, and I mean, it was like kid number four or five. So, I mean, I had done it like already several times. I just remember being so concerned about um, almost perseverating on the baby food choices I was making for that child. Now I'd already fed three kids or four kids, baby foods, like made, done this, done this several times. So it wasn't even the newness of it. It, but I believe it was the way the enemy in that season was coming at me with, you need to do it perfectly. And right now, all the information coming at me from media was a certain way and shit. Okay. So it's like shifting my think in, and I was, again, it was, it was like this low 
grade flow through my thoughts, like really far underneath the surface. And when I sit with moms and we talk about these things, almost every single time, that's what is the, there's this little ripple under it all that says, I'm going to mess them up. And I can't, if I don't do this perfectly, and if I could help you understand that nowhere has God issued the edict that you need to be perfect. He's not calling you to that. It is a lie. And Jesus wants to set you free from that. But most days for me in my motherhood, it's a daily reset. There's a conversation again and again. See, and that's the other thing that's a little crafty is that you, you realize it and you're like, oh, huh, I've been believing that lie again. I'm not, you know, okay, thank you, Lord Jesus. And let's go into today and like, right? And then maybe the next day or maybe not, maybe in a week, maybe a couple of days, all of a sudden you're like, oh, I'm believing that lie again. And what happens is so you learn how to fight the lie and you're believing the lie again. So what happens now is the enemy comes at you with the fact that, oh my gosh, now you're back believing the lie again. You're the worst because you believe the lie. Does that, does that make sense? It's like he's going to come at you from every angle with it. And if that's the other thing that when I sit with moms, I'm like, and trust me, you will probably have to fight this off every day. And that's okay. God doesn't get sick of it. He doesn't get tired. He's not going, oh my goodness, get your act together. It's not what he does. His mercies are new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. We have him on our side. So we have the advantage and we just yeah. have to rely and use him in our lives mm -hmm. every single day. Every day. Well, thank you so much, Bethany, for your time. <laughs> I really appreciate you sharing the messages that you did and your experiences with us. I've been honored to be here. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Children Rooted in Christ. I hope that you felt uplifted and inspired by the messages shared. If you enjoyed this podcast, I would love for you to share it with others. Follow us on Instagram at Children Rooted in Christ. Subscribe or leave a review. Apply and follow what you have learned this week. Write down and act on the impressions you felt while listening. You are an amazing mother and here's till next week.